0: We are here to talk movies and we have a special guest with us today. I'm Lynn Venhouse. I'm Carl Middleman. And I'm Tom Stockman. Thank you, Tom, for being here.
1: Oh, sure.
2: In just a second, we'll talk Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. And then around minute 15, we will talk about The Mountain. Not for very long, because at minute 16, The Sword of Truth. We will talk about Crawl around minute 22. New DVD releases around minute 26. We'll talk about the Muni's Paint Your Wagon around the half hour mark. We'll have movie news around 45. And what's coming up around 58 minutes into the podcast. Tom was a last minute. Danny, Danny's son got sick, and so he will talk Hobbs and Shaw next week. But Tom is here to talk. I can talk Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, you can. I saw it last night. Yeah, I'm so happy you saw it because <clears throat> Carl and I were not there. Uh, I was not going to do that. But they all—they Did you go to the, uh, the Whistleblower film last night, Official Secrets, Lynn? No, you did not. That movie doesn't come out until September anyway. i did right. get an
1: RSVP for it.
2: I don't think. I got an RSVP through KMOX, but Official Secrets, it's the it's a, it's the Oh, whistle- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting the link.
2: Oh, well, then. Whoa, for a you movie can ask for one. That doesn't come out for two more months. But yesterday was uh, Official Whistleblower's Day. Uh, right. Our, our World Whistleblower's Day.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it comes out in September, according to Mark Schulte, but I'm not sure when. All right. Okay. Let's talk. I have not seen a single...
2: Fast and Furious film. Mm. And Vulture has a huge article that says what to do if you've not seen a single one. What rock have you been living under? Well, it's just... (laughs)
1: um,
2: I don't know why I didn't... You know what? I think they all come out in the or Are they summer movies? Or are they all around? They're Maybe all some,
0: they're, they're all like May, summer, May kind of. Well, see, I'm
2: I'm doing hockey then, and so I'm I'm not going yeah. to like stop everything I'm doing to go see a Fast and Furious movie. And then after three of them, and then they're like, oh, it's petering out. And then they got better after number five. They got bigger. And Max and I, Max on movies, said that we would see if they ever made it to ten, we would do a marathon and see all ten. And now they have announced number ten, but that's not for another two and a half years. Yeah, and this one is a spin off because uh, the Rock and Vin Diesel don't get along anymore, and so they're doing this. And Vin Diesel is not in this movie, and it is. Well, Tom, you tell us. Is it? It's a spinoff, right? It,
1: it. It is. It's it's about Hobbs and Shaw, who were two uh, supporting characters in the last two or three Fast and the Furious movies.
2: And it wasn't isn't Shaw, bad guy. Are they both? Oh well,
1: Shaw was a bad guy, but then he had a sort of a redemptive arc, and he was in prison, and <laughs> then he got he got out of prison, and then they were chasing him down, and then he started teaming up with with the family. Vin Diesel and uh, Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez. And this movie doesn't have any of them. It just has these two, these two guys.
2: Hobbs and oh, Charles. I hear there are some cameos as well,
1: though. Well, yeah, but not from the Fast and Furious family. Oh, yeah. really? Um, Ryan Reynolds shows up, and it's not really much of a spoiler because he shows up in the first five minutes. <laughs> and he, But but the director and I can't not think of it. Not as his, Deadpool? Well, he, he might as well be. He still has that same whiny, jokey, cracking style mm-hmm. that he does in all of his movies. It doesn't add much to this movie and the director did Deadpool, two I believe. Okay. So it may have been a, a favor to him just right. to show up on this. And then there's another uh, cameo uh, about midway through the movie that you're
2: not going to spoil. I, I could, but <laughs> um, but it's but
1: that's also not a very good scene. Uh, there's just there's all this banter between um, Dwayne Johnson and, and Jason Statham. Who, yeah, who are just both goes.
2: Affical, affable people. Yeah, oh, yeah. They can be funny.
1: And a lot of it is funny. It just goes on and on too long. The movie's two hours and 15 minutes. What? And it, <laughs> yeah. And, and it,
2: I mean, there's this one
1: scene where they get on this airplane and they're just putting each other's down. It's all about the size of their testicles. Mm-hmm. That seems to be about half of the banter is about testicle size and what your oh. testicles can do and mine can't do and...
2: Wait, oh, it's, uh, it's not dick measuring, it's actual testicle yeah,
1: measuring? Yeah, it's, it's more testicles than dicks this time. So they're on this <laughs> airplane sitting there, and it goes on and on. I go, when's this plane going to take off, or when's something going to happen? And all of a sudden, the air marshal pops up, and the air marshal is played by some big star. In fact, okay. I think he has. I know he has co-starred with uh, Dwayne Johnson in a film a couple of years ago. Pretty big star.
2: Okay. Pretty little stars. Uh, I, so I'm guessing it's Kevin Hart. Uh, it is Kevin Hart, <laughs> and but it's not funny. There's no
1: payoff. The scene goes on and on with these two guys putting each other down, and then Kevin Hart shows up as the air marshal, and he has a couple of you know zingers. Well, they have a, they have a good funny, rapport.
2: Yeah, I, I liked Central Intelligence. I thought that was funny. Well, this one's not quite as funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so d- 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 does
0: it rest on their personas, their star quality? It does. Oh, it, 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 it's
2: David Leach.
0: Yeah. You directed this from John Wick. Yeah, the first John Wick.
2: And, and uh and Nine <laughs> Lives and Blood, Sweat and Terrors and I don't know any of these other movies. Uh, but so John Wick.
0: <laughs> didn't you see Nine Lives? That's one of the worst movies is that ever made. <laughs> Kevin Spacey yeah, as and his the the the
2: the Voice of the Cat
0: mm-hmm. he this is from It was directed by the guy who shot ago. all the
1: Coen Brothers movies, who did the Adam Sand. I can't think of his name. Well, um, I can't, you know, there were some things about Nine Lives that I sort of liked. It was really it had a terrible script.
0: Oh, Barry Barry, Barry Sothefeld. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- anyway. this is David
2: Leach, who was the non credited director of the first John Wick film. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, this, this movie, I think it works okay in its action sequences. It has big, epic scope action sequences. Um, as it's supposed to. Yeah, as, especially the last two or three Fate and the Furious. Fe- Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. films. Fate. It um, should have been called well, F
2: eight and the Furious, F8 but they plus didn't. Do one.
1: Th- um and it's about oh Shaw played by Jason Statham and his sister gets this virus and and it's put it's in inside her, mm. and uh, if she dies, then the virus spreads um. out of her body and, and kills everybody in the world. So, uh, <laughs> and, so it, they, but and they,
2: Idris Elba is responsible for this. Well, yeah,
1: Idris, Elba, Idris Elba wants to get her because he wants to destroy the world. Oh, and Hobbs and Shaw are, are, they they want her, and you know the CIA who says, well, let's kill her, you know, let's burn her to a crisp so she doesn't spread this virus. But, of course, they don't want to do that because it's Shaw's sister. So they, they kidnap her, and then, oh, then Idris Elba plays this sort of...
2: Black Superman. Uh,
1: yeah, they call him Black Superman a couple of times. He's sort of part robot. He's a so, sort of cyber-enhanced guy that Shaw thought he had killed a long time ago.
2: Oh, so flashbacks to that. So,
1: yeah, and then he's got this, um, how would you say, this... Uh, can they have a point pre-
2: point of view, uh, like the Terminator had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so he's got the uh, he's got the eyes that uh, pick out things. Yeah, and, and you know
1: Shaw's uh, taking a swing at him and, he, and it's like an interface. He dissects it's, how, where it's going to come. Yeah. He says, how many how many feet per second is this punch coming at me? And you know you know that was pretty clever when the Terminator did it thirty five years ago, but <laughs> it's pretty. It, this whole villain, I think, is really a weak link in this film because he's really every villain from every sci-fi and action movie is sort of put in a blender to come up with uh, Idris Elba. But it's Idris
2: character. Elba, he's so you know I've I liked
1: him in other him. films, but he's just not good in does this he, film. Does he's, he I,
2: act been, the hell out of it, or is he no, campy no, no, having no. fun? He, he's sorta. He sorta takes it a little too. He takes
1: it more seriously, which is probably a good thing because you got Dwayne Johnson and uh, Jason Jason Statham joke they, they're so jokey that Idris Elba's seriousness is actually is, is sort of welcome. And um, but does, he's not... No, Idris Elba adds v- nothing to this film. Oh, I mean, and I've, just seen a bad, name. I've seen bad Idris Elba films. What was the one with Kate Winslet and they crash oh, in the mountains? Oh, yeah. And, that was another mountain I mean, movie. Yeah. I oh,
0: mean, yeah. just because yeah, he's, he's good and,
1: in some movies doesn't mean... A, He's good in others.
2: Does Helen Marin show up in this one? Charlie? Uh,
1: yeah, in one scene because she's in prison. She has she has a and that's very near the beginning. And she she she's going
2: to be in nine also. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, she dear. only
1: shows up in one scene.
2: And she's going to be in nine, and so is Charlie's Therone, who who uh, is the villain.
0: Oh, of this is the a terrible one. villain? Yeah, well, in yeah, the last they,
2: one, she was
1: really wasted in the last one because she was like in an airplane in a console. <laughs> Barking
0: orders. Oh, in the so microphone. in other words, she
2: did not film any scenes with the rest of the cast. Well, the, the climax, at least. Yeah. You're okay.
0: Right. It, forgive me if I'm wrong, but um, I seem to recall those those are so throwaway that I don't remember much about them, but no, I've seen the last. Mixed up. I, I've, I've seen the last five, I think, but. Um, there are eight of them so far. Yeah, I know. I missed a couple of the first ones. I probably saw the first ones and I'm just blocking them out. Um, so anyway, the. the Shaw. I don't think ever re- interacted with Hobbes. Be- well, unless well Shaw was okay. Yeah, he did, he okay, did. He did yeah. because okay. So Jason Statham's character was mad at the family because they, they killed his, his brother,
1: brother. Yeah, but he's got a sister too.
0: So that's the whole crux of it. And then the last one, he moved over to the side. He kind of
1: yeah, he kind of moved over the good side. Um. It, this movie's it doesn't really play like a Fast and Furious movie except in the action scenes and the dialogue scenes it doesn't seem like and like i said earlier because it's it's they're the missing yeah, yeah they're missing really vin diesel who's the
2: heart of this whole series and a couple of a couple of other characters. Well, Vin Diesel still had to sign off on it. You'd think because it's Fast and Furious it, presents, right? Well, yeah. Well,
1: if, yeah, maybe he has a stake in the franchise. I don't know, but he could be a producer. Yeah, I don't remember
2: seeing his name as a producer. But I, you're I, right; he could have been. I would bet that he would keep his name off just to yeah. keep this. If there really, if there really is a feud going on, he would mm-hmm. keep his name off. But it, to me, it just sounds fabricated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might not like each other, but they like making a lot of money. Uh, here's what Danny said. He said he really enjoyed it. Lots of laughs, surprise cameos. Rock and Statham are just great together. Samoan culture represented well. It's not high art, but the perfect summer cocktail.
1: Yeah, the Samoan stuff's pretty good. That's where the climax of the movie takes about the last half hour. Apparently, that's where uh, Hobbs is from. So he goes back, and we meet we meet his mother. We we meet Helen Mirren as is uh, Shaw's mother. But at, near the end of the film, we meet this woman as a uh, Hob Samoan mother and she's really funny and, and that's where this big giant action climax involving well, all these trucks and this helicopter it's in the
2: trailer it's uh yeah. what weapons do you have we got rid yeah. of all the guns and yeah, so they so use spears wooden weapons yeah and so it, it's like it's like Return of the Jedi it's technology versus nature
1: yeah yeah they do go into that um <laughs> It, but it's all, you know, the special effects, they, it just looks like money and pixels. I, the, <laughs> the last uh, Mission Impossible movie ended with a helicopter right. chase, and that was much more thrilling and much more realistic. This, this new one, it just seems sort of fake to me. He, he jumps over the helicopter and ropes it, right? Yeah, or he has this big chain. <laughs> of course, it's a gold chain. Oh, nice.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
2: no. So it's, it is basically, to use the cliche and the trope, it is what it is. It
1: is what it is, and I think people that like the series and like these big, loud action movies are going to
0: dig it. No doubt about it. I
1: mean, it delivers. It does <laughs> it's so what it's supposed it, to do. It. Yeah.
0: It's, in the, it's in the August slot, so yeah, it's... just not a great movie,
1: but not a bad movie. I'm, I'm reviewing it for weirdmoviegeeks.com and we're on the four-star system now, so I may give it two and a half or two. It depends on how <laughs> the generous I'm feeling when I sit down to write my review, which will have to be tonight.
2: So they're forcing you guys to use stars now?
1: We've always used stars, but we've always been on the five-star
2: system. Oh, but we've been asked
1: recently to switch to four stars, and I don't know why.
2: Five sounds, Five's better, because that's A B C D E. Yeah, F, I, know. Or I A, B, C, know. A, B, C D, I F. Know. I don't know. Don't ask me. It wasn't my idea.
1: <laughs> so look for my review uh, probably tomorrow Geeks. night at wearemoviegeeks.com. Uh-huh.
2: What would you recommend someone see instead of this? Tarantino? Once, yeah, I
1: Time in Hollywood, which I saw Thursday, Friday, and Monday night. You saw it three times. I've seen it three times. And I...
2: I Ten if hours you see of your it, life.
1: Go see it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. See it at the High Point. That's the best place to see it because the High Point was showing movies in 1969. It doesn't mm-hmm. look any different than it did in 1969. <laughs> so the movie really takes you back in time. And going to a movie at the High Point uh, takes you back in time because yeah, the it popcorn does. is cheap and they have beer. The sodas are cheap. Yeah, they have beer and wine and and it's just that big cavernous theater. It seats 420, which mm-hmm. is the biggest in the in this area. If all seats are open.
2: <laughs> yeah. and... Yeah. And, which and, is also a throwback because you know if someone uh, someone messed up a seat, they didn't fix it right away. They just put yeah. a little little piece of tape over it, and they didn't let anybody sit there. Well,
1: that's right. And I mean, you can go to the mall and see it in a in a recliner, but something about seeing it at the High Point in those old chairs that aren't as comfortable as the new chairs, uh, I think, really uh, just made me feel good.
2: When you saw it at the High Point, was it uh, mostly sold out, and was it mostly uh,
1: college kids? Thursday night, I saw it at seven thirty, and it was about. I'd say eighty-five percent sold out. Eighty percent sold out. That was pretty good for Thursday night. Friday night, it was a ninety-five percent sold out. Wow, mostly college
2: kids. I know. Not. I don't know what you're where you're getting this college. Well, because kids this where out. that's that's the closest one to Wash U. Oh, I know. I know it, I know it is about even in session, I know it's so. not. It's not summer, but the lear, there's a lot of kids there no, that no, live there. You're no,
1: right? not at all. I'd say people my age. People, I always, I, mean, I go to the High Point all the time. So, mm-hmm. I, and I often see the same people there. So, uh, the High Point has its de- devotees definitely. Um, no, people my age, people younger, people older, all kinds
2: of people were there.
1: I took my 15-year-old, so there was some kids there, at least. It's not, it's not a great movie for kids. I have
2: a question. Yeah. The uh, violent scene at the end, what were the reactions from a full house? Huge laughter. Laughter. Huge laughter and, Un- and
1: gasp. Yes. When he walks out with that thing, a uh, huge <laughs> gasp and just, that's really a, a big, big laugh. But there's big laughs all the way through. Yes.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. So, what is this mountain movie? This is uh, the, the mountain, the movie? history of lobotomy.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, Jeff Goldblum and Ty Sheridan. <gasps> That's and, right. And and he's the uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum plays the guy that invented lobotomies. Full and frontal goes lobotomy. Yeah, and then uh, Ty Sheridan is the uh, the kid that tags along to learn the biz. I guess. But didn't did
2: wouldn't you have to be a doctor to do that?
0: I'm not really sure what <laughs> the you seen con- next. No, I oh, just saw okay. I saw Jeff Goldblum on Colbert and they showed a clip and then I was like, "Oh, we didn't get to see this movie." And then Andrew sent that thing out the mm-hmm. other day and we can get a link if we want, but but you know, I didn't have the time to watch oh, it yet. But you did have the
2: time to watch the new Mark Marin film.
0: Yes, which was very
2: entertaining if you like improv. Or Mark Maron, I Who do like Mark, Mark Maron. Mark Maron hosts the WTF podcast. He was also the host of Short Attention Span Theater on Comedy Central back in the nineties. He also—I never
1: watched that. I didn't have the patience for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> he also
2: is on Glow. If okay. you watch Glow on Amazon, yeah. he is the—he uh, oh. is the the wrangler of all the uh,
0: lady wrestlers
2: he's he's a stand-up comedian he's okay. been around I for a long time with
0: oh yeah he has he is some of the uh the highest rated comedy special ever yeah. and um uh, my kids li- uh, listen to his podcast all the time and uh, he just came out with a book uh, last year, and Charlie uh, got his autograph at the book signing. So he's got but a anyway, new movie. He's got a new movie called Sword of Trust. Uh, now is he the
2: is he the uh, star in this? No, it's, okay.
0: it is uh, written and directed by Lynn Shelton, and she did the movie Your Sister's Sister, which yes. talk about a spoiler alert. You can't really give away that ending, and. She also did the movie Hump Day, which I did see at a screening at the Tivoli, but then they chose not to, release not it. to release it in St. Louis. Hmm. So she is a quirky type. She's she's an indies indie. And uh, isn't it a lot of improv in this film? Yeah, a lot of improv. Uh, actresses: Michaela Watkins. Yes, she was on Saturday Night Live. And Jillian Bell. She I like her. she was on uh, Workaholics. And uh, John Bass. Who was in one? Oh, of, yeah. What? Who was in one of your favorite rock movies? Tom Baywatch. Baywatch. He was the kid he was in the, the big black kid. t-shirt. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he plays. Speaking the- of Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson. Yes. Yeah. So Mark Marin plays a owner of a pawn shop in Alabama, mm. and Michaela Watkins and uh, Jillian Bell are a lesbian couple. Who, uh, Jillian's grandfather dies, so they think they're getting this big inheritance. So they go to his old family home, and they get a sword from the Civil War—a sword of truth. And so they take it to Mark Maron at the the pawn shop, and it's just funny because he's he's just very dry and cynical. And, that's just his style. Uh, yeah, that's his style. So they have this uh, certificate of authenticity, and then they have this picture with this general, and then they have the rambling letter from her grandfather. Who had all, Explaining the history who had, of the sword Who had Alzheimer's disease, so she shouldn't make fun <laughs> of that, but the letter's rambling, and they can't get the... They can't get the general right from the from the Civil War. They don't know if it's Sheridan or Sherman or how he got the sword. So Mark Maron's just like, what is with you guys trying to scam me with this sword? So he gives them a price, and they're like, no, 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 no. And then they, they go through this whole negotiation about this sword. But in the meantime, the doofus kid that works for him, John Bass, discovers that there's this whole organization about the conspiracy of— the south really winning the civil war and that's what this grandpa's letter said that this is because the south won the civil war so they go into this deep state of conspiracy theories about the civil war and it doesn't sound like it's funny but it's really funny and there's this group called Invictusians Mm -hmm. And as in, like, Invictus from South Africa and apartheid, yeah. I'm, yeah, okay. And uh, they uh, somebody wants a lot of money for this sword, so they're all excited. So they travel, and then along the way, they meet doofuses that are trying to get the sword from them, and they just want the cash, they don't care Mm -hmm. about anything. And it's this rambling but very goofy. Story. Okay, and it has. If you like that kind of humor, it is funny because avant garde. Yeah, I laughed a lot, but I will say if you like things that are linear, and cut and dried, this isn't the movie. Is it Tarantino esque? No, 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 no. no. Because he's like he likes non linear storytelling. Yeah, it's just more a talky indie, and if you like Mark Maron, I do. And then you can tell sometimes when they're all sitting there talking, it's what just was an totally yeah, yeah. It's like a Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, these guys are so sharp, and they're going off on these tangents, and they're hilarious. But they don't are really... they one take, or do you think that there are many takes edited together? No, I think they're I think they're one take because these people are sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're you're a fan, yeah. So if you're a fan of that improv style, that just goofy slice of life. I would recommend it. It was at South by Southwest. That's where it got its premiere. So keep Austin weird. Yeah, and so Mark Mirren's got that cult following. Yeah, he's he's. And you so know. does the director. Yeah, yeah. So I would say um, I recommend it. You know, where it's where's it opening? It is. Oh, is it Tivoli? Front Tivoli. It's um, one of those. IFC just opened it. Tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. Friday. 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 Oh, Friday. Got my days Today is up. Wednesday. <laughs> got my days fixed. But I recommend it if you like that kind of stuff. But I know not, you know, humor is so subjective. Yes. But if you don't know who Mark Maron is, I think you're not going to appreciate the much. I think, Tom, if you
2: saw him, you'd go, oh, that, that of, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah I might do that. Yeah. All right. Shall we talk about. You want to do DVDs or you want to do theater first? What do we want to
1: do? There's a couple other movies. Oh, I saw Crawl. Did you guys see Crawl? Oh no, no one has talked about Crawl. Please tell us. Oh my gosh, Crawl's really exciting. Crawl's doing pretty well. Well, they
2: didn't screen it. They
1: didn't screen it for us. I saw it. Took my daughter to see it. It's a perfect little movie. It's uh, exactly what it advertises itself to be. It's It's a Gator movie. There's there's a man played by Barry Pepper, and he's Mm -hmm. he's uh, trapped in the basement of his home in Florida during a uh, hurricane and. The water is rising in the basement, but his leg has been snapped in half because there's a, a gator down there. So his daughter comes over to f- help to look for him, and she finds him in the basement. So she goes to the basement. Well, there's, there's more than one gator. There's two or three or four gators. So they're trapped in this basement of this house, uh, and they're trying to get out, and the hurricane's getting stronger and stronger, and then you know, some, some looters come by. Oh, no. Uh, well, they become gator meat. And then some rescuers come by. They're gator meat. So it just goes on and on like that for about 85 minutes. And it's very intense. It's very suspenseful. It's very gruesome. Some of the gator
2: deaths are a a, a riot. But you want to know you know the you know final girl's gonna live but it's it's all whether daddy's gonna live yeah and, and dog. There's a, she has a dog too. oh There's well, a dog they're not gonna kill a dog <laughs> oh a dog. Uh, i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say. <laughs> but it the suspense is whether dad lives or not
1: oh uh, well, the suspense is where they get out of this basement in some you know it's it's kind of it seems like impossible because at, at one point the whole water the whole house is underwater it's like how the heck are going to get wait, out of this? Is this but like
2: New Orleans or? I oh, know it's Florida. Florida. I thought it
1: was New Orleans before when I saw the trailer, but no, it's a Florida. In Gatorville. In the Gatorland, yeah. So it's very good. It's very good. Really? Yeah. Good. I mean, okay. for what it is.
2: Well, yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Well, is, is it's a it a monster whor- movie? Horror thriller. Oh, it's kind of monster. Monster movie. movie? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I also saw. Um,
1: I guess maybe you might want to wait on this one because I'm not sure if it's coming to town. It was called Peanut Butter. Falcon. Falcon. It is Did August twenty third, well, no, it's not coming out next. Well, what happened was I interviewed the directors last Wednesday and then they had a screening at Frontenac. With and, them? And, yeah. And then Reardon moderated that screening. And they both said Mark it Rydon, opens Mark. it opened this past weekend in two cities.
2: New York and Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, or maybe I think there was a the third city. And anyways they said if enough people see it, it'll go wide. Mm-hmm. So but there's, it's coming it's here guaranteed.
2: anyway I don't know
0: I don't know you know August 23rd it said they. well Mark well Dan said was, it's really good and it's got a lot of heart to it did you care old.
2: for
1: it? Uh, I, I didn't like it as much as Dan did but I liked it It's it's, it's like Peanut Butter Falcon starring Shia LaBeouf. Right. I mean, that right there just sounds mm-hmm. like the work for
2: And then uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an autistic kid or a kid on um, the spectrum?
1: Down syndrome kid. Okay. Yeah, he's really the star of the film. And it's a road trip movie.
2: I mean, if you guys want to talk about it
1: in a, we, we can't, in a future podcast. They would but. like us not to talk about okay. it until then. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, Let's I'm, ho- I'm hopefully it does open. It's a good enough movie that it should be seen by people. Because I think a lot of people will like it. I didn't love it, but I liked a lot Is of it. Is it better it. than Breakthrough? <laughs> Is it better than Breakthrough? That's, That's a good the question. ice movie. Um, the I'd room. say it's slightly
0: better than Breakthrough. Okay, mm, okay. But I like Breakthrough quite a bit. Okay, well, another uh, uh, another point about the movie sort of trust. Mark Marin did all the music. What? He did I all do the not music. know him as a musician. Yeah, I know. He wrote and did the songs, and they're really good. They've got that uh, country. Bluegrass, but j- jazzy. It's it's a it's it fits Alabama. Yeah, it fits Alabama. And uh, there's this one line in it where uh, they're watching the conspiracy theory, and Mark Berry goes, "What is this antique road show for races?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's the vibe. If nice. you like that kind of thing, that's what you're going to get. But yeah, if I don't know why they're just opening hubs and Shaw, but it is that dumping it is ground the only, of August.
2: It's the only movie opening wide this weekend.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All but, right. There
2: are three uh, movies on the DVDs. You have Long Shot, you have The Intruder, and what is the third one? Well, there's oh, Ugly, uh, Ugly Dolls. Dolls. That's
0: the uh, animated movie. But the one about uh, Rudolf Nureyev, the White Crow. Oh, well, you liked that one. I didn't see it yet, but oh. Danny liked it. Okay. but. I did see Nuriev at the Muni, and we're going to talk about the Muni, so I do want to see it. It's about him defecting.
2: I did not see Long Shot. I did not see Ugly Dolls, and I did not see The Intruder. I saw
1: The Intruder. That was one of Dennis Quaid and Megan Good. Yes. I,
2: it, was, it wasn't very good, it was, but Dennis Quaid was really good in it. He's playing, he's playing the opposite of what he played like
0: 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, what was the
1: name of that movie? I think was it was Melanie Griffith. Was it was
0: uh, something about a drive. Mol, yeah. Not Mulholland. No, though, no, it was uh like uh it's Patrick yeah, it, Wilson. It, it it's, isn't like Parkview Terrace or something. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We talked I, about it when
1: we originally reviewed this that, movie. I can't remember that actor's name that played the crazy guy in that. Patrick Wilson.
0: No, no, no. Patrick Wilson was the couple. Was the husband? Yeah, he was the husband yeah. of um, the friends. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. That was a long I can't time remember ago. the actress. But The Intruder is so predictable, but it's one of those kind of movies that if you're watching it, you would be laughing at all the scary parts. (laughs) I loved Longshot. But she's good. Yeah, she's good. I loved Longshot. I just found that odd coupling to be a hoot. The writing was so good, and it's political. Yeah, but. It's
2: already on DVD.
0: I know. I enjoyed it. I remember listening to
2: them on Howard Stern and I was very impressed with their repertoire and how they were they seemed like they'd been friends for years but it it's his production company
0: Yeah I think uh, Seth Rogen I think Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron make a wonderful odd couple it's that opposites attract thing mm. and i thought i thought the whole cast was good bob odenkirk plays the president of the united states who got elected because he played the president of the united states on, on TV. tv it's kind of like an idiocracy uh bend but not as harsh mm-hmm. and not uh time did
2: you like it i liked it yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, it didn't stay with me It's
2: not, it's that's not why one why my it's, favorite movie. That's do. why it's streaming and on Blu-ray right oh,
0: yeah. now yeah, yeah, it didn't do very well And uh, no, I think pe- people just want to escape They don't want to be, you know, having the politics They had some funny moments the...
1: Mostly around Seth, Seth Rogen's very funny it? Oh, um,
2: yeah, and, and, and I, his would jacket say, is, I would say I would say the best thing about uh, Ugly Dallas Is the Kelly Clarkson song that came out of it That KY98 is still playing right now The <laughs> uh, pieces bo- no uh bad not bo- bad and beautiful oh yeah you're bro- you're
0: broken bro- but you're beautiful broken and i'm beautiful. broken
2: but i'm beautiful right broken and beautiful yeah then that's the only thing she's a voice in that movie but none of us saw it. No, the, but... Uh, did you take your kids, Tom? No,
1: my, my kids are too old for those kind of movies now, which is good. I mean, like, there's a screening <laughs> of Dora, and I'm like, i don't, don't want
2: to see Dora, do you? I'm. Like, nah. My daughter said no, but my wife and I are I'm like, uh, yeah. this is Dora continued. This is yeah. Dora's a teenager. I'm, I'm in. I'm uh, in for yeah. Dora. I saw Dora live at the Fox once. And how was it?
1: It was kind of weird because... Boots? It, well, it's just weird that they had this child playing Dora. I mean, actually, in the in the... The actress is probably nineteen.
2: Right, and then because like at There's least on the cartoon you can make Boots smaller, but yeah. you ha- because it's an adult <laughs> yeah. playing Boots, he's the same size as Dora, right. and that's weird. And then you have Swiper, and yeah. but I'm very interested how they're going to do all that if it's p- taking place in the real world because Map is not listed, but Boots and Swiper cool. are listed well, as voices. What about Backpack? See, I don't, I don't think she. Ha- I, I'm not sure about no. a Backpack voice.
0: I had boys. You guys had girls. Yeah, That's but the then difference. you had
2: Diego. Diego's in
0: this movie too. Go yeah. Diego Go. He had his own off series. Yeah, me. I do think yeah. my kids watched it at, for a time, but then they aged out. They may have been too old. Yeah, right probably. Off the bat. Right.
2: Yeah. They might have caught the very tail. Yeah. In fact, I would even say your kids were too old
0: for Diego, which yeah. came afterwards. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Muni. All right. We all saw Paint Your Wagon. It's the reinvented, reimagined, reworked... The less racist one.
2: (laughs) So the 1951 musical has major problems that they tried to correct in the 1969 film, which is famous for Lee Marvin having a number one hit in the United Kingdom and Clint Eastwood barely singing. And so I said, well, I guess they're, since they whitewashed the original, they are going to go back to the original because the Mexican is played by Clint Eastwood. They made him white in this one in the movie. But then instead of going back, they took it even further. And they actually redid this in 2004, and they didn't go this far. They have now made this like a Benetton ad you I have know. you have the white people you have the irish people you have the slave you have the free, free. african american man you have the irish and you have women but not Women of power. You don't have Mormons in this. They took the Mormon. They part took out. the
0: Mormons out because the initial play, the guy was a Mormon. He had with two, wives. two wives, and that's nowhere to be found. But you do have the Chinese, yeah, and you have the Chinese. I was going to get to them. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: No, no, that's all right. It's just the fact that it is. It's a Benetton ad now, and it's everyone is. It's like they took all the what songs can we take from the originals, and how can we write a brand? It's not really paint your wagon. No, it's not paint it's better than paint your wagon and it is a good story it's actually probably representing the time that was the gold rush there because mm-hmm. they had all of these things and they had the uh, women of ill repute and they had they had all of those elements there but in 1951 they were not going to show what had happened 80 years ago because there were still people still alive and they wanted their good old music Paint Your Wagon was Lerner and Lowe's answer to Oklahoma.
0: Yes, and it bears resemblance, but I found myself thinking about Fiddler on the Roof during it, which to me was more accurate because people ripped from their homes. Yeah, at at least that is a bummer ending. They all have to leave town. Right, and so that's kind of what the the feeling of Paint Your Wagon is. So since this is set in the gold rush, I thought, well, I'm going to read up on the gold rush because that's not one of the topics I'm super fluent in. So um, they pretty much... Nailed, nailed it, it with, they, with used, all
2: the discord they could have used a lot worse language they do use the word cooley mm-hmm. which is not <laughs> very politically correct they don't use the n-word they do uh they do use the s word and the f word though oh, my God. well they, they, it's I that's very that. that's very shocking for because yeah. my wife for and i muni. looked at each other and <laughs> they just dropped an f-bomb at the muni yeah. and even though the uh the website says that they say, hell, damn, shit, and yeah. uh, other things. They do not mention that there is an F-bomb. Uh, and I don't know if that was on purpose was, or not.
1: Did Kinky Boots have bad language? I think it did. Yeah. But
2: you know what you're getting with Kinky Boots. This <clears throat> is paint your wagon. Yeah.
0: yeah well, this is it, it. this really bears no resemblance to anything that's gone before. So I would just say just get it out of your head. Our buddy Calvin loved it. Yes. Judith yes. loved it. Yes. Well, I gave it a good review. Uh, I but you know the original. Right. But I also did not like the sound on Saturday. It had some issues. The major, uh, major issues. More than once. But I think the saving grace of this, besides, oh, it, it is a strong script. And they reworked a lot. They reworked that, like, just and, and to reflect 21st century. Even but, though it's the 19th century. <laughs> right. But the music, the, the voices are spectacular in this. I think the performers, they're good enough performers to deal with all the drama that you're not expecting. Because most, most people that go to the Muni are, you know, they love the, the fluff. Yeah. And this is not fluff.
1: No, no. And I didn't care for it because I'm not really a musical person. And I go to one, maybe one musical a year, and I don't know this much is about musicals.
2: Better uh, upper, this is upper tier of the seven shows that they've done. Well,
1: perhaps, but when I go to musical,
2: I, I want to see big
1: production numbers, and I want to see women with long legs. So you like dancing. act too? Um, yeah. I, and this this was kind of a low key musical, right? And they did, and there was it was almost an all male cast except for the one character. And then at the, at the then intermission, in the I said act, to you, I said, "There's an all male cast." And your friend said that's kind of like 1776, and they said, "Oh, they're going to bring some women in." So they they did bring some women, and they did one production number with these women, and then it went back to these guys on this circle spinning around, (laughs) looking at the stars, talking and singing. And I was kind of bored with it, but. Like I say, I'm not a musical person, so I'm not really. Somebody...
2: That was a Lee Marvin number one hit in England.
1: Yeah, it was, played better in England. It I was did. surprised it was revived. See, that's how that shows you how much I know because everybody makes fun of the musical. They even made fun of it on The Simpsons once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I didn't know. I thought it was kind of a musical that they didn't revive anymore because it, it was kind of a it's, joke. It's
2: only it's only played the Muni once before, and that was in like 1956. Yeah. It was in it. Yeah,
0: it was. It fell out of favor. Not that it ever was a hot property. It only played on Broadway like two hundred and ninety. Not even three hundred shows. Right, not even that. And it. Uh, to, uh, if you think about this right now, the current *To Kill a Mockingbird* on Broadway just played their three hundred and fifth show mm-hmm. in a year, and it's got you know legs. But... And the
2: film is derided. No one mm. likes the film.
0: Oh no, because oh, you know Clint Lee Eastwood, Marvin and Clint Songbird? Eastwood. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Well, they're two of my favorite actors, and I always was sort of fascinated with the film as that a That they child. were in a musical. That they were, yeah. You know, Lee Marvin. That's what they say in the Simpsons episode. They go, paint your wagon with Lee Barber and Clint Eastwood. They're going to paint it red with blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Bart, then Bart's watching Paint Your Wagon and he goes, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> well, my friend Tammy used to watch it all the time on Channel 11 as a child. Because remember Channel 11 used to show used-
2: what, what uh, the first movie was a Western on Sundays. Yeah. And then the first movie on Saturdays was Abbott and Costello or Mom pa, Kettle.
0: Yeah. And so uh, she just said she just grew up with this. So she was very anxious, but she liked the twists and turns. She said that I was gasping because I'm not used to that at the Muni. I'm not used to that. uh, Well,
2: you're expecting Paint Your Wagon. It was new Paint Your Wagon.
0: Right. Well, they did a reboot of Unsinkable Molly Brown two years ago, and it was really good because that was a terrible show, and I was in it in high school. And I was like, I cannot believe they're going to do this show because it's good. So is that the future of the Muni, or are
2: they, are they going to
0: rewrite all these musicals? Um, they're part of it. Uh, the Frederick Lowe Foundation, because it's a learner in low music, and you also forget how beautiful learner in low music is. They wrote it between Brigadoon, and My Fair Lady.
2: Much better shows.
0: Right. And Brigadoon is not hardly done anymore. No. Either. But My Fair Lady is the phenomenon classic that it is. Um, and
2: that's also because of the movie.
0: <laughs> well, they, they won the most Academy Awards for a musical in the late 50s with Gigi. And Gigi is so politically incorrect now.
2: Thank heaven for little girls. Yeah,
0: so so they're not going to be, you know, it, so, reviving that. So the Frederick Lowe Foundation partnered with this playwright named John Morans, and they redid this. And Mike so Isaacson, there
2: they were. They, this is one hundred
0: percent endorsed by the family. Right. So uh, he had retired by the time the movie came along, but he did new songs for the movie with Andre Previn. Yes so there's some of that so they've taken a hodgepodge of the catalog and the old songs and the songs from the movie and put it together and quite frankly i don't know which is which well also i at
2: intermission we were walking down to get uh, a refreshment and i heard somebody saying as we were walking through the aisles i hate every single new song that they have they have produced for this show because she's like i love the classics i love this but i she did not care for any of the new songs and i guess this is a fan who could tell what was new and what was
0: not hmm well the the first act because the original was about the guy and his daughter yeah the daughter is in
2: the is she doesn't show up till halfway through the second act
0: right cuz i had a feeling there was going to be more women Mm -hmm. I was like, there has to be more women. James Hebert
1: was the daughter in the film.
0: Right. And so it's this new wife, but she
2: uh, is. But she's an abused wife and not the Mormon second wife. Right. She's the only woman in the camp.
0: Right. And she's played by Mamie Parrish, who was really good as Irene in the 2014 Hello, Dolly. Okay. That they did. So she's one of these beautiful songbirds. And the guy is Matt Bogart. They, all the people that are in this have Broadway credits, like major Broadway credits. The free man mm-hmm. who is, uh, his, his last name's Hicks, I think, H, or no, H. Ford, because the real guy's name is Hicks. Uh, H. Ford is the free black man who is very educated. He's from New York. And he was the. Uh, He was in, he was the original Bob in Come From Away on Broadway. Really? Yeah. And he was in the original Rent cast. Hey, speaking of that, Fathom Events is doing a Come
2: From Away documentary, and they're going to show it on September 11th. I thought, ooh, that's a little on the nose. But it makes sense. It does make sense, but eh, I don't know that little turnoff. But, all right, sorry.
0: Sorry to No, you. I was just going to say, so the people that are in it are really good, especially, I am going to screw up his name, Omar Lopez Sapiro. Is he the— uh, Armando. Is he the—oh, he's the the
2: Mexican, as they call him.
0: Right, and he has actually been in California, because half of California was a Mexican territory. Mm-hmm. Baja. Baja. So, Till California got it, and became a state. So his family had already been there for years, and he. So he's a wealthy guy, but then now he's derided, and so he's got to live in this prejudiced society. And there's all these bigots that are the prospectors. Yeah, but that and was the,
2: that was in the original too. That they that he couldn't live. He couldn't live with them, and they actually in this version. They do say, "I want, I want to have a bar where I can sit with whomever I want," and it, it it's, it's still racism. It's just not as blatant as it was in the original. Mm. And I still think that it is a, uh, uh, a stylized version, a, a an epitome of what that time would be like, because I still don't think there were towns like that. I still don't. They, they, in the first act, it's no-name town, and then it's Runyon Town, and he's running the casino, which is not – there was still a casino in the original, but he wasn't the one running it. It's, mm. it, it's just they took – it was like it made in a blender, mm-hmm. what, this new version. And I, I think I like it better.
0: Yeah, I thought it. I just thought it was went deeper, and it gave the actors more to do. And I think if it wouldn't have had such a strong cast, we would have been in trouble. <laughs> what
2: well, starts this weekend? Matilda Ma- starts
0: Monday. Monday, Monday. Oh. Matilda, and it's going to have Mary designs Engelbride. by Mary Englebright. It's <laughs> going to have. I s- read your
2: article on oh, you that in the oh, West End oh, word. word.
0: It's going to have uh, her set designs and Has her she done costumes. This before? Never. Never.
2: And I'm guessing she will be there on opening night to see how it all. Did she give herself a part in the play?
0: No, she was just going to be at rehearsals, but she's very excited. Her part was done. She started in the winter, and then she collaborated. The director of that is John Tartaglia, who was the original Pinocchio in Shrek on Broadway, and it was started out as a puppeteer on Sesame Street. Wow! And he is a Muni fave. Did he work at Avenue Q too? Uh, he did. He, he was one of the original Avenue Q guys. I love Avenue Q. So, yeah. So he's he's been directing at the Muni a couple times, but he also played Cat in Hat in Gull and he played the Genie in Aladdin when Aladdin did the tryout. Aladdin had its tryout at the Here. Muni. So Mike Isaacson, with all his Broadway connections and everything, um, he is willing to give uh, a shot at these productions in the works. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That the Muni can be an incubator. Well, the Muni was an
2: incubator. I was reading the other day how the Muni uh, started the, the Wizard of Oz play yeah. was uh, workshopped at the Muni and back in the 50s. And now people – and and when you look around, like high school is looking to do, there's the, there's the one from 1987, and then there's the other one that says Wizard of Oz, parentheses, Muni version. And that's – it's a hybrid of the
0: uh, – the movie and the original bomb book right and the latest is a andrew lloyd Webber redo that gives the wicked witch an, a song about her shoes because the, the witch if you think about wizard of
2: oz she doesn't have have a song the witch doesn't have mm. a song she's a non-singing part
0: yeah so but yeah i was really surprised when because i when when you go to book uh wizard of oz it says muni edition
1: That's yes weird. so was is, is that the last one then for the season Matilda um, will
0: Matilda, be Matilda uh, this has been a, 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 a very eclectic season
2: uh, I think the show you would have liked the most Tom if you liked the big dancing numbers yeah. would have probably been Guys and Dolls oh, okay. I because I are going to say Kinky Boots <laughs> no my wife and daughter loved Kinky Boots
0: oh. I think that's probably my favorite of all of them this year
2: it's the newest one well technically Paint Your Wagon's the newest one because it's a brand new book mm-hmm. but uh Guys and Dolls is the old-fashioned dance mm. number that you, yeah, it's the old-time Broadway. Broadway. Well,
0: it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're a fan of Guys and Dolls, aren't you? Oh yeah, I Marlon have, Brando. I it was a month ago, or so I didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, I,
1: I should have called that PR guy. Well, hey, so um.
2: what do you have coming up? You have us uh, the, oh, oh, the Way Out Club see. coming up. Yeah,
1: my Way Out Club show is the sixth, which is a week from well, this coming Tuesday, I should say. Uh, that's where I show movies on 16 millimeter film. Do Wheel you Club, pick them it? out first? Uh, well, we, you know, th- there's only so many 16 millimeter prints in St. Louis. I, I have some friends that collect them, so mm-hmm. yeah, we have to look at their list of what they have. So we don't have a whole lot to choose from.
2: Do you like to uh, always get something? Like if your friend gets a new edition, does he tell you about it, or does he just bring it, or she?
1: Well, my my, my partner on the show, we call it 16 millimeter slash Super Eight Night. So we'll show a feature on 16mm, my buddy Roger Burke. They're usually from his collection or from the Saturday Night Screeners Club. Saturday Night Screeners Club is this group of old, much older men run by Phil Steinberg. And they, it's a bunch of old 16mm print collectors that get together once a month. So we can. So those guys will lend us their movies mm. too. But a lot of them come from uh, Roger's collection. Then then once we do that, we take down the 16mm projector and we put up my Super A projector. And then I show movies in the condensed format on Super 8 Sound Film for another couple a 45 of A
2: 45-minute version of Jaws. Or, I have
1: a 8-minute version of Jaws, yeah. Wow. Um, I also have a 35-minute version of Jaws. But uh, the movie we're showing, 60 millimeter Feature, is a movie I've never seen. It is directed by Jonathan Demme in 1984, and it stars Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and it's called Swing Shift.
0: Yes. I've seen yeah. it.
2: That's where they met.
1: Yeah. Fell yeah. in
2: love. That's the uh, World War II movie. Yeah. yeah,
1: and Christine Lottie was nominated for an Oscar. I believe Ed Harris is in it. Uh, it, the comedy. I don't know much about it. I know. I mean, I know the basic premise, but I'm not going to um, tell you another word about. And it. And then I, and Roger said Roger took a look at his print and he says the color is good on the print because a lot of times you get these prints in and they've turned red. So
2: that seems That'll like a, a late addition for 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 that format. Yes.
1: Um, we showed The Babe.
2: Wow. With John Goodman, mm-hmm. and that's that's 91, 80, ni- 91.
1: Or, or something like that. Um, hmm. I think that's the m- most recent film in his collection. A buddy of mine that lives in Alton has a print of. Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Yeah, so they were still making them through the '90s. I guess probably just for collectors. They weren't mm-hmm.
2: screening them anywhere. So I wish I could get a version of <laughs> Saving Private. Yeah, uh, I'm gu- I'm guessing that amid that first scene is amazing.
1: Yeah. Have you seen it? Um, I, he showed me one reel from it one night when I came okay. to his house. We watched. Actually, we watched the last
2: reel. Oh, so so I ooh, didn't see that, the opening that, reel. That, I don't like that, the last reel.
0: Oh, no. That opening is phenomenal. In the yeah. in the CNN series that I'm watching called The Movies, they talk about filming that opening scene.
2: Okay, so I have DirecTV. So every Sunday night, it's been raining, and so it keeps recording and then getting... It drops out after forty-five minutes, so I'm going to have to on-demand it, which you can still do, uh, and you have to do on these CNNs in case there's in case the president sneezes and then they uh, go to. Uh a president sneeze
0: doctor. That's what happened with my when I first recorded the history of comedy. Ugh, that was because the none worst, of, none of the episodes were because it was all news because it was all breaking news, right. and I was like, oh my god. There, so it, there you know,
2: were there eventually were twelve episodes of the history of comedy. So
0: I've I've gotten them back and forth, but that is that is also I love their documentaries. I think they do a fabulous job. But the the part about Saving Private Ryan is really good. But they've all been so detailed and entertaining so the we have on uh we were talking about once upon a time on hollywood last week we did a deep dive and 75 minutes worth people still can't quit talking about it or seeing Mm. it as tom said and i know multiple people that have gone back i haven't gone back yet but i probably will well such a dense and detailed film you just did you
2: appreciate the uh, cinematography and the art direction more on a second and third i appreciated
1: everything more and 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 Without spoiling anything, you watch it the first time, and you're really kind of on the edge of your seat because mm-hmm. you don't it's know. It's sort what's of a happen. joyful movie, but you know there's this dark cloud hanging over you,
2: right? Because you and then yeah. you watch
1: it the second time, and and you can kind of relax. It's more of a relaxed you, experience because you know cause how you it's going to turn out, how it's going to turn out, and the dark and the clouds not so dark. Um, and then yeah, the third time, because uh, the, the third time was just fun too, more more details. Um, you know, you know Brad Pitt has you know has his first and last lines are the same. I you notice little things like that. Mm. Um, little, just just little things. Uh, you know the marquees. You know I can't wait to get this on Blu-ray so mm-hmm. I can, so you can pause, so I can pause yeah. and read these. Marquees. Well, see, that I was think the Faint Your Wagon was even one of, one of the marquees.
2: Well, uh, that was one of the things. Like at night, I couldn't see them because they're dri- He's driving by too fast, mm-hmm. and then but the daytime ones I could make out perfectly. Yeah, but the nighttime one. I, I wonder if that's on purpose though.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of things are on purpose. That's why I love all the little connections. But that's so awesome that you said that about the Lions, because I I, I didn't get that. It was second in the box office next to Lion King. Remember, we we predicted Lion King would be two weeks. But uh, Lion King, in 18 days, will cross the $1 billion billion mark. Think about that. And so... uh,
2: Tarantino made 40 million (laughs) right but that was his highest opening right in Lion because King he's probably
1: cost more to make, although Once Upon a Time was, I think, $100 million. Yeah, that's why it's
0: not going to get nominated sp- you
2: know, Spirit Award Well, I'm also yeah. thinking that Hobbs and Shaw will be the number one movie this
0: weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah.
2: Lion
1: King and then probably
0: Once Upon a Time.
2: Yeah. But you know what? The word might get... Also, what's hurting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the fact that it's two hours and 41 minutes. Right. And so they have fewer screenings. Yeah. I went to Ghibli Fest to go see... Um, kiki's delivery service on tuesday and as we were walking out there were six theaters showing lion king hmm. six yeah. out of 20 and that was just i'm like what why these people have already, it's been out three weeks now they don't need it to be in six theaters
0: well but that's because it's is it's a pg because of the yeah. Little
2: suspense in the... Well, why not have ter- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in six theaters? Then you don't have to worry about uh, having it.
0: Uh, yeah, well, you know, well, people say, are... Because it wouldn't sell out
2: six theaters. No, it so. wouldn't. No.
0: Nah. Well, um, we, were talk- we were talking about the Quentin Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown, which oh, many yeah. people... That's my favorite. See? See? <laughs> See? There, there we go again. Well, it's
2: Dan's least favorite movie. movie. I know. I wonder if he saw it at the theater when it was new. Well, I have the special edition... Uh, VHS. <laughs> well, you know, I drove Pam Greer to a screening of
1: one Of, of Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown? Yes. See? So it holds a little dr-
2: place in your heart. Yeah, well, I
1: was her driver for three days. When wow. She was, when so she how was that? Oh, it was awesome. The Cinema St. Louis rented me an SUV, and I picked her up at the airport, and I took her to all her radio appearances, and out for food, into her motel, and then to the Where two did you guys screens. eat? Where did we, we ate at the Cheshire. Nice. Um, that's where she stayed. She had her foot in a boot and she didn't really want to go to the like the visiting filmmakers parties mm-hmm. so she wasn't super social but she did the radio stuff um and then i bad grandma's was the name of that film did you ever see that no it was filmed over uh-huh. in wait movie. a minute yeah.
2: bad grandma's
0: yeah, yeah with
1: florence henderson okay yes yeah, I, I do remember that one opened the film festival a year and a half ago yeah okay. dan Byington. yeah i did a big article that's, about why it. They, um, that's why they brought in pam grier but then they gave her a a An award. career achievement award, and I also produced the uh, clip reel mm-hmm. that we showed. So I got to go through all my old Pam Greer movies, and like Black Mama, White Mama, and yeah, coffee, coffee and uh, the Big Bird Cage, and Friday Foster, and the Big Dollhouse. Uh, I love all those movies, and I got to pick out like thirty-second scenes. So yeah, so it was and good.
0: That, Didn't ruin your hero. You know, you're not supposed to meet your heroes. So. Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah, but you. But, I had met
1: her before. Actually, I had met her at conventions. In fact, I. Um, I had a moderated a Q&A with her at Horror hound convention about five years ago.
2: Well, as you'll hear on KTRS this weekend, I admit on the air that I have not seen Death Proof. So, no. so Max Foise has given me his rare copy of Grindhouse which is the original because... short version? Yes, it's the short version in both films. And he, he told me up front, he said, uh, you will find the Rodriguez movie better in first watching and before you like the Tarantino movie because Planet Terror is fun. <laughs> and then Death Proof is weird. And, he's, and grotesque. And he also says... You will appreciate the shorter version of Death Proof rather than the two-hour version of Death Proof.
0: Yeah, I liked Planet Terror. I like Planet Terror better. I, I like was it. I I didn't know uh, Kurt Russell's character in uh, Death Proof was going to be that sadistic. And well, I think so so it's, it's it's the I'm same character. Spo- no,
1: it's supposed to be his father. Okay, and, or his father or his uncle or something like that. And
2: otherwise. Zoe is, but, but that's weird that his parents okay. would both have the same names. Right? Because it's the stunt, stunt girl Man is Mike. Zoe. It's Mike and Zoe and it's Mike and Zoe, right? But it's not unusual. Was it okay.
1: Mike and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah.
2: Mhm. Stuntman Mike.
1: But they take place they take place three decades apart. Okay.
2: So well, it I have don't to know, be I know. Max said I also have to uh um hole out three hours to watch it all at once. -hmm. Yeah, is that well? That because that's the only one I have not seen. Mm.
1: That's probably my least favorite, but it's still great. I still get five out of five stars.
2: I mean, all of his movies. Well, see, that's that's the thing. Like, if you rank all ten, you still like number ten. Yeah.
0: Some uh, magazine did a did a poll of critics, and my favorite, uh, Inglorious Bastards, was picked as his best movie. So that's probably
2: the most palatable to the masses. And
0: that's probably like me because you know. But you know, I,
2: I. cuz people have been asking me which if i should cuz i have now said on four different formats where mm. what if you are not a Quentin Tarantino fan and you're a Brad Pitt fan do not jump into this thinking this should not be your first Quentin Tarantino right. movie right. and they said so which one should be which one's the most palatable to the masses i said well the what you should do is start with reservoir dogs and watch them all the way right. through yeah. but well. if not you could start with either Pulp Fiction or Inglorious Bastards. Right. And then
0: you know what you're getting into. Right. Well, Netflix just announced its August schedule, and Jackie Brown is available starting tomorrow. So if you haven't seen Jackie Brown and you have Netflix.
2: Well, because he's partnering with them because he yeah. made Hateful all Eight into a series.
1: All of his movies seem to be on there. Maybe not all, but I know Inglorious Bastards well, he, and Pulp Fiction are.
2: They made Hateful Eight into yeah. a miniseries.
1: Yeah, it's the extended version. It's the
2: extended version it's like eight, six or eight parts. I think it's probably eight parts because that's very Tarantino. Hmm. And he they it's it, it all takes place and so like Channing Tatum doesn't show up to like part 7. <laughs> yeah. Wow, interesting. Unless they recut it. I don't know. I didn't but watch it. I watched it. That. I'm going to. Hmm, watch so,
1: Jackie Brown. Yeah. It's very
0: underrated yeah. and it's probably one of his it's top I think, tier Tarantino. I think it's his very best. And all of uh, so does Max and all five Rocky movies are on Netflix starting well, tomorrow. Well, hold on a two. second. There are not five Rocky movies. I know. There I are did. Nine I shouldn't Rocky. have said all, but five. The first five. Yeah, the first. So is where's Creed?
2: Because technically Creed and Creed Two. Maybe they're already on there. But um, wasn't there a Rocky they're... movie about ten years ago? Yeah, Rocky Balboa. Well, that was not Rocky. My, Milo That's Ventimiglia. That's Rocky Six, I think. I call it Rocky
0: Six. Milo Ventimiglia of uh, this, this is, is us, us played his son and heroes. Yeah. Oh. So uh, Amazon Prime's got the boys. That's getting a lot of buzz. It's a superhero uh, series. I've not seen it. But there, it's like, what if they don't use their powers for good? Right. That's the whole premise. And then Carnival Row, which is Orlando Bloom. And Cara DeLarine, yeah. She They've already renewed it for a second season. So I haven't watched any of that. It's,
2: ta- it's a uh, simile of uh, Immigration.
0: Okay, so the boys are the. With fairies. Getting a buzz. Okay, so the blues DVD came out yesterday. Yeah. So Carl. Am I on it? Uh, yeah, and also Am tell I us it? about it.
2: I, I haven't seen it. I, haven't, I was working on Sunday night when they had the big premiere at uh, Stiefel Theater, and I have not seen it, and I have not heard anything about it, except it just gives everybody the feels. Oh. And who narrates it? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen or heard anything about it.
0: They haven't mentioned it. And I was thinking it had to be John Hamm, but then they haven't mentioned it. Well also
2: it was everyone that went to the premiere on Sunday night got a free copy of it. So but they also showed it. So but they are had you to pay seventy five dollars to
0: go. So. No, well, <laughs> they got,
2: and the players were there and Chris Kerber and John. Uh, Kelly were there with uh, three players. Um, I believe it was Petrangelo, uh, Colton Pareko, and I want to say Carl Gunnarsson, but I'm not sure who the third one was. Was it
0: Maroon there? Because he's um,
2: – I don't – I don't – That's they weren't in the Q&A at the beginning. Oh, okay. So I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, they showed him with the cup at his house. Well, yeah. They all have the cup at their
2: houses. Mm-hmm. I think it's on its way to Europe soon.
0: Yeah, it's no longer here in St. Louis. So that is available. Do you know how much the DVD costs for people, like if you just go to Walmart or Target? Or... I do not know.
2: Hmm? I, 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 I am not doing anything for the blues right now. It was, one of, it was uh, one of my cohort's birthdays the other day, and on Saturday I was with a whole bunch of people from the blues, but I am relaxing right now i am not uh, yeah, doing you're anything.
0: not in hockey mode i'm not
2: i will be in hockey mode in exactly five weeks
0: oh my god i can't believe that <laughs> that is the longest season yeah all right so comic-con in san diego just wrapped up um tom do you have any nuggets about that like mm. the the scarlett johansson black widow movie they about? i don't about? know i
1: haven't been paying too much attention to that i although before once upon a time in hollywood at the high point they're showing the joker trailer yes or is that, or is that old news
2: it's been the trail uh, the full trailer's been out never, for a while i had never
1: seen the trailer I, I think it looks looked, oh, and I'm i saw excited. the trailer this morning for the irishman which i, I yes hadn't it seen ju- that, that just came out
0: i know i watched it too joker uh, looks amazing i think joker i think joaquin phoenix uh, who i yeah. he had he had my best male performance last year yeah, in too, wish I you I were have. here yeah and uh, I am looking for him to break out. He's, uh, well, it's, it's not
2: based on any comic property. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it doesn't appear to be any Batman. It, well, yeah, they're,
2: the little kid that he holds up to smile, yeah. that's Bruce
0: Wayne. Uh, all right. Uh, the uh, Irishman has Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. And Ray Romano. And it's a story about Jimmy Hoffa and organized mm. crime. After the war. After, after the world war, war and it looks
1: well it's not really about jimmy hoffa is a supporting character okay. it's about the irishman who is this gangster who, who claims to know where all the bodies are buried including jimmy hoffa so that's just one of that's just one of the irishman's
0: stories i believe Yeah. Uh, well they yeah well for the trailer the tra- purposes, they, do, they, sh- they do yeah I they do Pacino they focus seems on a little
1: miscast is hoffa jack nicholson played him about yeah. 25 years ago and i think nicholson really wasn't nailed joe it, pesci
2: but, in that too that um, was Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito okay. directed that. Um, I think Pacino's
1: a little casty. A little. I don't. He's old. A, he's a little old. I don't think Hoffa was more than sixty
2: when he disappeared. Um, and, and Nicholson was great in Hoffa. He was, although the movie wasn't particularly good. No, it wasn't. But Nicholson was great. Yeah,
0: Nicholson was great. Yeah. Well, Scorsese's Irishman will open the New York Film Festival in Mm mid-October, so that means it's done because there was a question about it. So that means we'll get the screen. Well, yeah, also,
2: yeah, because as we were talking about last week, I find it odd that IndieWire did their 100 movies of the decade before Mm -hmm. all the Oscar movies coming Mm -hmm. out in the last year of the decade.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a, especially
2: a, a Martin Scorsese movie, <laughs> yeah. and, and, we, and a Tarantino movie, you know? right, and exactly. we talked no, about no, our Rob Zombie uh, movie. Yes,
0: yeah, we talked about our uh, list with you a couple of years ago, and we decided that we need to do that again. Are you going to be doing that again uh, for no. when before the, the end, of end of the That's year?
1: That's a good idea. I, I hadn't thought about it. I I, what I did, you guys contributed. We the best films of the of the 21st century so mm-hmm. far, and that was maybe three years ago.
0: Yeah, and so it was yeah, both decades. Yeah right yeah oh yeah no it was,
2: did we do it in 15 so it was the best movies of the first 15 years of the decade I think yeah so. that was that, that sounds, was it. that sounds
1: about right because mad max made a lot of list yeah
0: and did. mad
2: max is on the indie wire list oh well it should be
0: <laughs> yeah well uh, getting back to the irishman that is netflix so is that going to be like roma
1: they're going to show it at the Tivoli, and and then it'll be on Netflix. Yeah. At the same
0: yeah. time? Oh yeah, they're really banking for that for the Oscar. Huh. Well, if um, it's going to be
2: if it's going to show in New York in October, that means it's definitely going to be out. Sure. I wonder if Sly did
0: that. And uh, Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story is also going to premiere at the New York uh, Film Festival. And so, who did we just find out died? Uh, Harold Prince died. Yeah, the great Broadway producer. He got he got time uh, on the map. He got twenty one Tonys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so there was a a review called "The Prince of New York,"
2: and that's was, what he was.
0: Was last year or the year before? Oh, it was a documentary. No, it's just about. It was a like a Broadway show, oh. The Prince of New York, with, so with clips of his, just like Jerome Robbins Broadway, gotcha, that kind of thing. I understand. So, which was at the Muni last year, right? Which we not talk about <laughs> um, it's, did, so you, this did you
2: did week- you find out hold on did you find out what you're doing this weekend oh
1: midnight show well, I host midnight shows at the Tivoli every weekend last week we did Scott pilgrim versus the world yeah
2: if my daughter was in town i would have gone to that but she was not i love that movie
1: and this friday i can't remember what we're showing i did i posted an article we are movie geeks but i can't remember
0: that's okay Um, i uh, send people to the website and you'll find out what it is i read it yeah and i read all the special i remember thinking
1: it's it's not it's it's not going to do that well i they had a big crowd for scott pilgrim also friday night at the art hill in front of the art museum they do that uh they did is is the goonies yeah it's goonies i went two weeks ago when it was 101 degrees and uh, saw anchorman that was the first one no that's the second one one. they did black panther that's right black panther was the first one ocean but it had the the crowd for anchorman was pretty small because of the heat i mean that was one of the hottest that may have been the hottest day of the year in fact we went into the museum to just sit in the air conditioning until the sun went down after we set up our chairs um but They'll probably have a pretty good crowd for Goonies. I would think everybody loves. It. I just saw Goonies at the drive-in over in Litchfield about a month less than a month ago. So I'll see Goonies again.
0: So that's one of those touchstone movies. Well, this weekend I'm going to be on the jury of the Memphis Film Prize. Go yes. to Memphis? So I'm excited, yeah Friday I'm driving down to Memphis And then I have to watch 10 movies And we um, as a, we are, are encouraged to meet the filmmakers And talk to them Hey, and
2: I found out what the movie is this weekend Oh, this yeah. weekend at the Tivoli Sword of Trust The Mountain, The Art of Self-Defense And Police Story Oh, Police Story, that's it They, that's just, showed that at,
1: they just showed that at Webster U just It's three Jackie months Chan ago with Jackie Chan from 85 It's a great movie
0: That's interesting. Hmm. So I'm going to be schmoozing with filmmakers, but also I'm on a panel. To talk what? About uh, branding with the other two women that I'm on the jury with. Just about nowadays when you don't have so many uh, media outlets, how do you get known? How do you get publicity for your movies? Instagram. So that'll be interesting. This is the first time I'm going to Memphis and first time I'm on this jury. So I'm yeah. excited. I hope you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the. Are these 10 feature length films? I believe that's, so. That's wow.
2: A, that's a long Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a full day of movie watching.
2: Mm-hmm. You're going to love it, though. That's yeah. why you're going.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know. Hey, I've sat through three, four movies at a clip at the, the Sliff. And then uh, I just want to bring up Jeff Daniels was on the Colbert show last night talking yes. about To Kill a Mockingbird and how relevant it is today and how people come with the news in their heads. And is very interesting. And he got bleeped. Really? For a long time. They showed they cut to a, a picture of the audience. Hmm. Well, that show's recorded. They could have just cut all that out.
2: Why would they cut it?
0: Was he talking politics? Mhm. Okay. And they they cut it and they went to a was shot it of the audience. Being,
1: being vulgar?
0: It was about um, that uh, photo of the of the father and girl in oh. the creek. Yes. And they
2: and they bleeped. the father and daughter who died. Mhm. And they So he was talking about
0: immigration for a while. Mhm. And okay. they bleeped it, but it was in, it was interesting in terms of it was a very emotional of uh, thing that he was talking about, and then he, yeah. All right, so what's coming out next week? Oh, we have a slew, but who knows how good they are. We have The Kitchen. <laughs> the Kitchen, yeah. I... That's
2: weird. Uh, it's, it's based on a DC comic. Really? Yes. Uh, it's. Uh, it takes place in the 70s. Tiffany Haddish, and Melissa McCarthy, whose husband is not involved in this movie, and uh, Elizabeth Moss, and so... Uh, their husbands all go to jail, and they're all Irish. And Tiffany Haddish is married to a white man, and he's been protecting her all this time. But since he's in prison, she's not protected anymore, and they're not giving her anything. And they don't. The people that are running. Uh, Margot Martindale's in this too, hmm.
0: and okay.
2: she is like the she's the matron of all this, and she makes sure that everyone's taken care. Except when their husbands are in jail, they're feeling left out, so they take matters into. Sounds like hands. widows. A bit. It
0: does. I was thinking, is it is it this ripoff of widows? But
2: this is this is based on a DC comic property that's already been mm. out. So maybe widows was a <laughs> ripoff of uh, the DC. Mm. I don't know. And what else is out
0: next week? A scori- a scary stories to tell in the dark year del Toro. Oh,
2: that's the s- they're screening that the same night. I know. Uh,
0: I can't go to either one anyway. No no they're screening scary stories to tell in the dark on that Wednesday the same night as they're do, doing um the uh the other one the the uh, blinded by the light Oh that's right blinded
2: by the light the Springsteen
0: there. that they've moved Indian to movie. the 16th Right so I'm going to miss that, and I'm a huge Springsteen fan, so I'm kind of upset because I just had RSVP'd for Scary Stories. But that looks good, though. It's mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro. And then The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is a dog movie. It's a dog based movie. A, a talking a dog per- per- movie. And Kevin Costner is the... Dog. The voice of the dog, dog, and, the, and Milo Ventimiglia, and is me, the, yeah, Milo Ventimiglia, who plays night. the best dad on TV.
2: Oh, wait a minute, you're going to go to the, you're going to. It's tomorrow, It's night. based on a best-selling book, kind of like you know, yeah. Marley
1: and Me. I think my, one of my daughters read the book because she wanted to see it.
0: The dog's name is Enzo, which is the same name as my great nephew. And Dora opens up next
2: Friday too. Mm. Yeah, Dora's I, Saturday. I am, I am going to hate watch it so greatly. I hope it's good. I really, I am, I am looking forward to seeing Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I don't know why. Because you have a
0: little, you had a girl. Yeah, but and, and, she's
2: a teenager now, and doesn't I know. Care. But,
0: but, but I don't know. Once, once my kids got older, I still watched Pixar movies. Like I was really bummed that I couldn't go see Finding Nemo at the theater because you know they had aged out of it. Mm-hmm. So you you just gotta watch them, and it makes you happy. So I don't know. That's what we got, and it's because it's August and it's the dumping ground. But sometimes there's a surprise sleeper in August, like Hell or High Water. Remember that? Yeah. How that just blew us away, and that was an August release that did well. And what's another one? Guardians of the Galaxy? Didn't Get Out come out in August last year or two years ago? No,
2: it was oh, it was winter. It was oh. a
0: winter release. Okay. It that's another thing too, because it was at a time where horror, not much is right. Yeah, going on.
2: Well, you get January horror movies, and you get uh, February horror movies. but You get October horror movies. Well, yeah, because of Halloween. Yeah. All right, Tom, what are you doing besides the uh, way out in Tivoli? Where can we see you? Oh. We Are Movie well, Geeks.
1: WeAreMovieGeeks.com. You can read uh, my reviews. I will be reviewing uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Look for that review Thursday night. I won't be reviewing anything next week. Because after my Way Out Club show, I'm heading to North Carolina to help my parents move into assisted living. Oh. So I'll be gone for a week.
2: And you can write a movie about that. Yeah.
1: Well, that would make a, such an exciting movie. Didn't they? Uh, I think they'd made one, The Savages. Nebraska. Too. Oh.
0: And, yeah. 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 And The Savages which, yeah. with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Laura yeah. Linney.
1: Yeah. They have made movies about um, caring for your elderly parents. And, not a fun subject.
0: No, no. it isn't. But uh, this is the time of year where many people are on the road, therefore, they have the <laughs> dumping ground of August movies. Mm-hmm. You're either hit or miss. What else is coming at the end? Of the end of the month has got some pretty decent ones, though. Right.
1: Well, Rob Zombie's new movie is coming out September fifteenth.
0: Which one is that?
1: Uh, it's the sequel to The Devil's Rejects. Really? It's called Three from Hell, and they they survived the shooting at the end of <gasps> we'll The see. Devil's Rejects, so back with Sid Haig and Sherry Moon Zombie and Bill Mosley are re- repeating their characters again. So that's hmm. pretty exciting to horror fans.
0: Hmm.
2: Let's see. Uh, also coming out at the end of the month is Good Boys. I'm actually yeah. curious about Good Boys. Yeah. Uh, David Crosby, remember my name. Uh, Ready or Not which I, that's, that's going to be a bad horror film. Yeah. Might be fun though. It, it, I think it'll be f- stupidly fun. Uh, sectupl- sectuplets that means there are six of them. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, after the wedding, that's Sony Picture Classics. And Angel Has Fallen, which is the third in the no. Fallen series. Yeah. Oh,
0: Lord. I've <laughs> given a, No, I won't. Re- is Gerard Butler in it? Because I refuse yeah. to watch yeah. any movie with him anymore.
2: Oh, and where'd you go burning that Yeah. with uh, Kate Blanchett?
0: And I saw the preview to that, and that looks really odd. Yeah. Yes,
2: well, my daughter has a friend named Bernadette and so not a preview for that me. a good six or seven or eight exactly. months ago. I wonder if they
0: push that back. They do that a lot. Yeah. And, and uh, moved it to August. Yeah. That see, can't be good. Never see, good August <laughs> ones you gotta kinda like look at with a you have to kinda do a little A pound of salt. Yes. Like, mm, I don't know. But then we're gonna be gearing up for the big fall. Anything you guys looking forward to in the fall? Uh, the Irishman.
2: I'm sure there are yeah, Star the Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot.
2: I don't, I there's, there's Frozen. Not, two. I didn't come prepared. No, I know. Well, I, I can I can think of The Irishman, Frozen Two, and Rise of Skywalker. That's, uh, that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. And then there's
0: a movie called The Report with Adam Driver that looks very good. Oh, and Joker, like you just mentioned. Joker, yeah. The Joker. The five best movies, uh, the five best reviewed movies of the year. Anyone want to take a gander on that? I'm guessing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that on there? And that is the number one. on This is according to Metacritics. I looked at the top five. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Toy Story 4. yes. And then your favorite Booksmart. Booksmart. What about Mall? Ma. Mall. No. No, no. And then it's uh,
2: Endgame or no? Yeah. And then John, John Wick. Wick. John Wick three.
0: Paravel. So those are the top five best reviewed movies of the year. Oh, I guess so of them. And I like all of those. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was interesting. I didn't do a deeper dive into it, but yeah. Interesting.
2: My name is Carl Middleman. You can find me at underscore CarlTheIntern on Instagram and Twitter. I've been off of it mostly because of not doing hockey stuff. And you can hear me uh, Monday through Friday, assorted places on Intercom Radio, mostly 97.1, and every Saturday night with Max on
0: Movies on KTRS Radio. And you are? I'm Lynn Van House, and I'm in the Times newspapers, Webster kirkwood times south county times and west Word, and you can find us at times and i'm also on ktrs usually every thursday night unless we get preempted by the memphis redbirds and then i'm on either wednesday or friday with jay and ray it's usually in the 10 o'clock hour and then uh, of course we have our lovely podcast here which can be founded on stl.com too
1: Oh, and I'm Tom Stockman. You can read my writing at WeAreMovieGeeks.com or you can come see me every Friday night at the Tivoli to, for the Midnight Show or you can come see me the first Tuesday and watch movies on film. 16mm and Super 8 film night first Tuesday of the month. That's at the Way Out Club at the corner of Jefferson and 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 this has been fun. Thanks. Thank
2: you for being on. Well, for yeah. Coming thank you. Short notice. Yeah, it was kind of a last minute notice. Yeah, thanks. It all worked out. All right. Yeah, everyone. we really appreciate it. Thank you all Anytime. for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Say bye. Bye bye.